TII item 467, July 21st, 2018, iOS 11.4.1, iOS 12, betas 3 and 4. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullet! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. This episode of Today in iOS is brought to you by Casper. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash TII and using promo code TII. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Porter from Porter's Podcast and my son for sending in the music that you hear in the background. Porter said, hey, Dad, the song was recorded on an iPad Pro using GarageBand. This song is called Goin' Random, and I transferred it to your computer using AirDrop. Regards, Porter. Well, thanks, Porter, for the music. And folks, I will put the full song at the end of the episode. I also want to thank Samson for sending in the artwork for today's show. Samson wrote the following. Hi, Rob. Listening from day one. Love what you do. Still thinking about should I get a HomePod since I am fully equipped with Sonos, Air Max, and Time Capsules. The image for this episode was created using Snapseed. Regards, Samson from France. Well, Samson, congrats on the World Cup victory, and thanks for sending this in. Folks, you can see this artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 467 or at Instagram.com slash iOS and also at Facebook.com slash iOS. And kind of glad that France won because I didn't have any artwork for Croatia if Croatia had won. Maybe I should rephrase that. I am relieved that France won. That way, it fits with the show. Of course, if you are in Croatia, I don't even know if there is an Apple store in Croatia, but if there is an Apple store in Croatia and you are in Croatia, get a picture of yourself in front of it and send it to me and I'll use it for the next show's artwork. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com and please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. Okay, let's get into iOS 12, codenamed iOS 11.5. Since the last episode, which has been a while, iOS 12 betas 3 and 4 were released. So what is new, you ask? Well, thank you for asking. For beta 3, first, bug squashing is going on, and some of the bugs being reported about were squashed, and, well, suffice to say that, I personally try not to talk about bugs and betas, other than to say one version's squashed, those found in older versions, and that is the case here. For actual changes that matter, new maps design in the San Francisco Bay Area, which features data collected by Apple itself, it's much more detailed data, has been rolled out, Again, just in the San Francisco Bay Area for Beta 3. Location sharing setting now in user profile settings. New animation when clear all notifications. There is a new sticker option in the Messages app. Slight modification to FaceTime effect picker. New activity GIFs and messages. Uh, 3D touch toggles on iPad when clearing notifications. And there's a new UI for the Voice Memo app for the iPad versus what was in there for betas 1 and 2. And now you can see when your device went into low power mode. So we give you a time of when your device goes into low power mode. So you can kind of get a trend to see, oh, you know, every day around 3 o'clock, I keep going into low power mode. Oh, every day at 3 o'clock, I start playing Fortnite. Ah, the two can't be related. 
But my favorite new feature in Beta 3 was the share photos from the Photos app via an expiring link. I say was because in Beta 4 that feature seems to have expired. Hopefully it comes back in Beta 5. Then I will get into why it was for a short time a favorite new feature. For iOS 12 Beta 4, it of course fixes bugs. Remember folks, Beta equals bugs. Beta equals bugs. I think I need to get a t-shirt that right on the front, it says beta equals bugs with the beta symbol for beta. Okay, moving beyond bugs, new features in beta 4 include, in the cellular data usage screen, it now sorts the apps by usage. Previously, it was alphabetically. Usage makes more sense, especially when you quickly want to see who your mobile data hogs are. There are some update memojis, which, um, yeah, color me excited. I just don't even like saying memojis or animojis for that matter. They also added even more activity stickers in the Messages app. Beta 4 also expanded the updated Apple Maps experience to all of Northern California. Into the email bag we go. Dear Rob, hope you are well. I know you are running iOS 12 beta, hence my directing this question to you. I can't quite recall if this question has already been addressed in an episode of TI, but I was wondering if you could tell me where to find the settings that allow me to prevent deletion of my apps from my iPhone. On iOS 11.x, one could change the settings to ensure that your four-year-old doesn't accidentally delete your important apps. It happened to my wife before. It's happened to all of us with kids, Tosin. <laughs> um, I can't seem to find that setting anymore in the settings app. Would appreciate your help as I know you dissect the settings app usually after an update. Thanks for all you do, Tosin UK. Hi, Tosin. In iOS 12 beta 4, it can be found by going to settings, then screen time, then content and privacy restrictions, then enter your passcode, then iTunes and App Store purchases, then deleting apps, and then you toggle that to don't allow. Gee, why could you not find it? Hello, Captain Obvious. Yeah, I love when Apple hides things so many layers down that you need basically mining equipment to find it. I see people out there running speed tests of iOS 11.4.1 or the latest iOS 11s. Um, previous to that, versus iOS 12 beta 4 or other betas. Stop. Don't do that. iOS 12 is not optimized fully yet. It is still a beta. And folks, don't waste your time watching these speed test videos either. The real test will come when iOS 12 Goldmaster is released. That is when you want to actually do the comparison. One feature I have seen mentioned a few times as a favorite new iOS 12 beta feature is autofill of two-factor authentication. Essentially, this means when you receive a message with the code to type in for two-factor authentication, now that code will autofill from the message into where you need it to enter it. No more having to switch apps and copy a code and switch back, or worse yet, try to memorize a code and then enter it wrong and then have to start all over. So yes, I can see why people that have security high on their minds and have to do two-factor authentication would really like that feature. I'm going to get into a few pieces of voice feedback here about iOS 12 and what folks' thoughts on it are. Hey, Rob. This is Justin from Pennsylvania. I'm calling because I've been running uh, the public beta since it came out. And um, I, I'd say, like, I agree, like, there's not, like, a ton of features, but for a beta, it's running really smooth. And I feel like 
it's running really well on my phone. I'm, I'm very happy with it so far. I mean, I think everyone's favorite feature is going to be Siri Shortcuts. It's not quite fully baked into the beta yet, but probably my favorite feature so far is you can go into Siri app and go into Siri Shortcuts, and any website you uh, search, you can select that website and then record a Siri command to go to that website. And I really enjoy for when you find a good recipe online or something, you can make that recipe name to that website, and it'll bring it right up. I've tried it a few times on a couple different websites, and it's nice because sometimes it's hard to find bookmarks or whatever, and this is like a real quick way to just pull it up and look at it real real fast. You don't have to worry about what was the name of that recipe or anything like that. I, I think it's cool for stuff like that. There's not a whole lot you can do. You can make workflows on the workflow app and then set Siri commands for them. So there's sort of like, you know, not the fully baked Siri shortcut in there, but you can do that in the beta. It works pretty cool. Like, I mean, I, I can't wait till when you can really dig in and start making some crazy uh, shortcuts with the, uh, the fully baked app. Right now, uh, you can still do quite a bit with it, and um, it's pretty cool. So that's definitely my favorite feature. I'm sure it's probably everyone's favorite feature. I hope uh, everyone is beta testing. It's going good. And so far, I could say it's one of the most stable betas I've ever ran. So I'm very happy with that. Thank you very much, Rob. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, Rob. My favorite feature is wing time, believe it or not, because I did get work done. And yes, I have the iOS 12 on my phone, and it's very, 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 very stable. Bye. Rob, love the show. Occasionally call in. I was going to say I did the iOS 12 beta. Uh, works great. So much better than 11. I know there's not the big change, but it's so much smoother. Everything actually works now. I put it on my main work phone. No backup. I mean, I went all in, bro. So... Period. You should do the same. Thanks, Justin, Wynn, and um, Bro, for your feedback. And yes, as I said, iOS 12 betas, the first four, have been so much more stable than any past no-dot betas. That said, beta equals bug, beta equals bug. Remember that, please. You may find an app you must use for work is not working as needed. So if your iOS device is a work device, you may want to think long and hard before updating to any betas ever. Even iOS 12, as it does appear to be really stable, even with iOS 12, I, it's still a beta. I think probably one of the biggest ironies here is iOS 12 of all the no-dot betas is, has been the most stable. It's also the one with the least reason to actually upgrade. So yes, it's stable, but there's not a compelling reason to actually want to upgrade to it. At least that is compared to past updates. And I want to preface this again. When I joke around saying codenamed iOS 11.5, there's two things to take out of that. One, this isn't the drastic change we've seen in past no-dot updates in the instability. Like, iOS 11 was horrible. I mean, let's just face it. iOS 11.0.x, any of them, were just bad. It wasn't until we got to 11.1 that it was actually a good, stable, usable environment. So going from 11.4 to 11.5 is not a bad thing from that perspective. Uh, and as we said early on in the year, when rumors started rolling out that there weren't going to be a lot of new features, which turned out to be true, 
and that Apple was going to focus on stability and speed performance. Well, that turned out to be true, and that's a good thing. So out of all of this, yes, I joke around, call 11.5, um, but 12, iOS 12, as Apple's calling it officially, it's stable. That's the whole reason behind it is stable. So for the betas to be stable, that's good. Hopefully, when this rolls out here as Goldmaster in September, we're going to hear a lot less reports about issues. I'll be able to tell you to release the hounds a lot sooner. Uh, so to me, this overall is a good thing. Sure, I'd like a few extra little bells and whistles, but uh, we're, we're 12 in. So it's nice just to get stability and speed improvements, hopefully, when it goes to Goldmaster. And in addition to the two new betas for iOS 12, there was also new betas for watchOS 5, betas 3 and 4 as well. With beta 3, the raise to speak feature is available. In the settings app, go to general, then Siri, and then toggle it on. Once done, you can activate Siri without needing to say, hey Siri. The secret, they say, to get it to work best is to hold it very close to your mouth. Yeah, if I had a nickel for every time I fell for that line. Some other changes for beta 3. Time travel removed from search in watch app. Watch app now only features Siri watch face in the gallery. And the watch app shows third-party apps that use Siri watch face. For watchOS 5 beta 4, the changes include the walkie-talkie icon on the app watch face being no longer persistent. and now just is shown briefly when you raise your wrist and then fades away. Also, walkie-talkie now plays nice with do not disturb. As in, if you have Do Not Disturb turned on, walkie-talkie does not disturb you. And speaking of Apple Watches, here is an email that came in about this. Hey Rob, it's rumor season again. This is the first for this specific report. We knew the Series 4 watch would come, but this seems to use the beta to back it up. I'm curious to see what is in the next Apple Watch. Regards, Peter in Austin. Well, thanks, Peter. Now... The code uncovered just confirmed there will be a new Apple Watches, which is good news to hear, but as you said, it's not all unexpected. Uh, rumors, though, lately on the Apple Watch Series 4 seem to be settling in on a new, slightly larger usable display overall. It would be the same size, but the screen would be more edge-to-edge. -edge. So the Apple Watch wouldn't change in size, but the screen would go more edge-to-edge, -edge, adding about 15% more display area. And more is good, especially if it does not change the overall size of the Apple Watch. Other rumors on the Apple Watch Series 4 have to do with the health monitoring features, with speculation being an EKG meter for measuring heart rhythms and or a blood glucose monitor and or improved sleeping technology tracker. That latter one really needs to be improved to be able to monitor my sleep when it's on the charger each night in another part of the house. Just saying. And rounding out the beta updates, tvOS 12 betas 3 and 4 were released this month, with beta 3 bringing the following changes. Tap to see screensaver location now works on passing downtown Los Angeles, but not on others. Um, and that seemed to be it for beta 3. So on to tvOS beta 4, we do go, and bug fixes and optimizations all I got. Hi, Rob. It's Kim from Salem, Oregon. I don't have the uh, beta for iOS uh, 12 or 11.5 or whatever the heck it's called. Anyway, um, I was listening to your podcast, 466 or whatever number, and I don't understand why... 
Apple doesn't just put the home button in with the accessibility home button. Wouldn't that make a little bit more sense? I mean, they're moving around all those other settings. Why not just move that one? Because it makes no sense to have the home button above its accessibility for controlling haptic feedback and all that stuff and just have it do that and that's it. When, seriously, when you say Siri open home settings, it would probably open the hashtag one and not the one you want, which is one of the accessibilities. So, seriously, Apple, come on. Could you just make this a little bit easier for us? Anyway, I hope you have a great day and uh, love your show as always. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks, Kim, as always, for your feedback, and I have no idea why Apple put it where they put it. Apple also released non-beta updates, all double dot updates, iOS 11.4.1, watchOS 4.3.2, tvOS 11.4.1, and HomePod 11.4.1. iOS 11.4.1 has a key bug fix optimization improvement um, where, well, it improves reliability of the Find My AirPods and syncing of mail, contacts, and notes with Exchange accounts. HomePod 11.4.1 looks to improve stereo pairing and calendar support, which were both part of the major 11.4 update back in May for HomePod. If you have a HomePod, chances are you have it set for auto-update. You can check to see if your HomePod is updated by launching the Home app and 3D touching on the HomePod uh, icon, and then click on Details, then scroll to the bottom where you can confirm it is at 11.4.1. I want to once again thank Casper for supporting our show and for the Casper Wave mattress for supporting my back every night. This is no joke. With our last mattress, if I sat up uh, in the bed just for an hour watching television, my back would hurt when I got up. I mean, I'd get up in the wife's going, you okay? But with the Wave mattress, that is no longer the case. And it helps my back out even more when sleeping. We have the original Casper in my oldest son's room and the new Casper Wave in mine and the wife's bedroom. Casper also has the Essential mattress. They have three different to choose from. They also offer sizes from Twin to California Kings with a great price. And with Casper, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. You don't like it, you get your money back and they come and pick it up and donate it to charity. If you go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII, you'll save $50 towards any mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. You order online and it is delivered right to your door, so no need to go out in the heat to get it either. They are able to offer affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middlemen and sells directly to you with delivery right now for the U.S. and Canada, and it is free delivery. Once that mattress is delivered, it is in a square box, and you think, no way is there a mattress in there. But you cut it open, and the package of mattress opens up and expands the form. It's really amazing. You can just Google Casper Mattress Unboxing to see some good videos out there. Again, to save $50 on a mattress, go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII, all lowercase on the promo code. Again, casper.com slash TII, promo code TII to save $50 on select mattresses. Thanks, Casper, for your great mattress and for sponsoring this show. Apple's next quarterly call will be on Tuesday, July 31st, when they talk about calendar Q2 2018. We'll find out if the iPhone 10 was still the top-selling iPhone every week, either by Tim saying that was the case or by him not saying it was the case. 
We can assume if it was still the top selling device, Tim would go out of his way to say so. And if it's not, he will go out of his way not to say so. 52.2 million iPhones were sold in Q1. And a year before that, it was 50.8 million for Q1. Last year, for Q2, it was 41 million iPhones sold. If we assume the same level drop, this time they should report that unit sales are around 42.1 million iPhones for Q2 2018. More than that is good. Less than that, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, run for the hills iPad sales, however, cannot be compared. As last year, a new iPad Pros were launched in Q2. That did not happen this year. But that won't stop some people from yelling the sky is falling when the iPad sales number drops from last year. I will either put up a blog post or the next episode will come out right after the quarterly call on July 31st, probably August 1st. Uh, next week, no new episode, as I will be at Podcast Movement in Philly, which is why this episode is so late. I had to finish my presentation for it first. Sorry, folks. Uh, work has been very, very busy. Apple Pay continues its worldwide expansion, with Poland mentioned on the last episode. And Norway also launched right after Poland, with Norderbank, Santander Bank, and S-Banken supporting Apple Pay. Apple Pay also expanded in the U.S. with 19 new banks coming on board. And at this time, those 19 banks are so late to the game in the U.S., there is no way I'm going to give them any airtime. But hey, if your bank is one that's still giving out toasters for new accounts, maybe that was one of yours that was in the 19 just added. There were new banks also added in Japan, Spain, and Brazil. Nice to see Apple Pay continuing to expand its reach on the bank side. We just need more points of sale where it's expanded as well. Link in the show notes if you want more info to see if your Toasto yielding bank was one of those added. Hey, Rob. Uh, Rick from Germantown, Maryland here. Uh, calling you uh, regarding the guy, I think he was from Israel, that was looking for a app that would act as a security camera for an older uh, iPhone Take a look at uh, the app called Alfred, A-L-F-R-E-D. It uh, works pretty well. I've got it on an uh, old 5S of mine, and it works pretty well. They have, I think, different levels of plans or whatever. I think the lowest is a free one, and they got one or two other ones, I think. But take a look at Alfred. I've, I've tested it out, and uh, it seems to work pretty good. Love the show. Thanks. Hello, Rob. This is Carl Brooks from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, you had a caller call in concerning using old iPhones as uh, security cameras. There's actually a couple of apps that I've used in the past, or I, or I still currently use one. Uh, one is called Alfred, uh, like uh, the butler for Batman. And that one, for free, is a little lower quality. The one I prefer and I, I use to this date is called At Home. And there's actually two apps. Uh, one that's a blue icon that you put on the phone that you want to, to be the camera. And then there's a red icon that allows you to view. Uh, so you set up a username and password. Uh, you'll bind it to that particular account that you create with this service so that no one else can view your streams. And you can also view it in a browser on a, on a Mac or PC. You can view multiple screens if you have multiple cameras. So I use one for my man cave in the basement, and I use another one for uh, the garage, just to be able to check and see if the garage doors open or close. 
and because I have I have the um, Philip Hue lights, I can remotely turn on a light in the in the garage and see what's going on there as well. So at home, uh, very good uh, free HD quality video that you can use your old iPhones for uh, use as a security camera. Hope that helps them out. Appreciate everything you do with the show. Great job with all that you do. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks, Rick and Carl, for your voicemails. And we have a few emails here. Hi, Rob. In response to the gentleman in episode 466, after an app that can turn an iPhone into a security camera, ManyThing is one that I have used and still use now and again. Does what it says on the tin. Check it out. It, just search for ManyThing, one word, in the App Store. Regards, Tosin O. Hi, Rob. I just listened to your recent podcast, Many Things is an app that turns your old iPhone into a surveillance camera. If this app is still available in the App Store, just install many things onto the old iPhone and again into the new iPhone and then you are set. Mount the old iPhone somewhere, plug it into the power and you are good to go. You can also have two-way conversation when using this app. Regards, Ken. Hi, Rob. One listener asked about an app to record video on an old iPhone. I use ManyThing on an old iPod Touch to record video when motion is detected. There is a monthly subscription, though. Regards, Darcy G. Thanks, Tosin Ken and Darcy, for that feedback. And it is ManyThing, not plural, ManyThing. And it's one word, and you can find that in the App Store. Back to the email bag on this. Hi, Rob. In episode 466, the listener asked about using cameras on their old iPhone devices as security surveillance devices. Uh, well, you can, and the app available in the App Store today, in the UK at least, it's called Presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. It will record a video to the cloud account that's supplied um, when the moment uh, movement is detected in its field of view and quickly send you an alert to your registered email. You can log on to your free presence account and view and retain, if you wish, the videos up to a certain amount of provided free recording capacity. I think the default timer is about 30 seconds of recorded uh, once triggered. I've been using it for a number of months uh, with two devices when away from home. It does require the iOS device be uh, connected to electric power and linked to your home Wi-Fi. You can control it remotely from the iPhone in your pocket wherever you are, subject to available mobile connection or Wi-Fi, of course. It works really well. As a trial, I put a iOS device in the windscreen of my motorhome RV to observe comings and goings across my property. It catches pets and vehicles and human activity. Many thanks to your good work, Rob. Regards, Lenny from Chester in the UK. Thanks, Lenny, for your feedback. Hi, Rob. This is Tom from Crystal Lake, Illinois, listening to episode 466. And you had a person looking for a uh, an app to record motion as a security cam. I use the app called Presence. I've used it for years. Uh, I have an older iPad that's in my garage. And I can set it to motion. As soon as it detects motion, it will record. It's a free app. The video is not very high quality unless you pay for it. Uh, I do not pay for it, but it works very fine. And you can actually talk through the app if someone was there. So check it out. It's called Presence. Anyway, I love the show. Keep up the great work. Bye. Hey, Rob. This is 
Scott in Wimberley, Texas. And your uh, latest podcast mentioned some something about, uh, if I understood correctly, uh, an app that would allow you to use another phone as sort of a surveillance camera that would record when something moved into the zone. And I've been playing with an app called Presence. I installed it on my iPhone 4S, which I would leave somewhere, and then had the app installed on my iPhone 10. And then, so when I could monitor it, I could actually go in and look at the at the camera, what it was looking at at any moment, and then if uh, it detected motion, it would begin recording. And it would notify me that it detected motion and recorded something. Now, the length of the recordings and uh, saving them and all that stuff involves in-app, pur- in-app purchases to expand its capabilities. But it actually did work as a surveillance camera and detected motion and recorded and alerted me that it had uh, recorded something. So, uh, presence, pretty neat little app. Thanks for all you do. Thanks, Tom and Scott. So, in summary, four apps to look at, folks. Alfred, ManyThing, Presence, and At Home. Thanks to everyone for all your feedback on this. And folks, if you are using an old iOS device for some other activities, now that you know it's not your main device anymore, let us know what that extra activity is and how you're using it, which apps you use to make it do whatever you're doing. Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Corning, the maker of Gorilla Glass, just announced Gorilla Glass 6 and said it is twice as strong or crack-resistant than Gorilla Glass 5, which is on your current iPhone if your current iPhone is a 7, 8, or 10 series. They say you can expect to start seeing Gorilla Glass 6 on devices that are going to be introduced within the next several months. FYI, September is in the next several months. And safe to say the iPhone 10. S and other uh, new iPhone 2018 models will be supporting Gorilla Glass 6, but you still need a case. I try to watch and read all the interviews that Tim Cook does, and he's starting to sound like a pirate, because in all of these, whenever I'm reading or hearing him, he keeps saying, R this and R that. He keeps thinking R is the future. And the rumor mill is picking up what Tim is putting down and figures an extra camera on the back of the iPhone, bringing us to a total of three, is the way to go to offer better AR experience. And the rumor mill is throwing out some pretty impressive sounding lines like these. Quote, Apple's next iPhones would use post-imposed 3D sensing modules to enable augmented reality features. Apple will use triple lens rear camera system, which includes two camera lenses that use stereoscopic vision technology and a tele-lens to enhance zoom. Two of these three sensors will capture images of an object from various angles. The distance between the object and the iPhone will be obtained by a triangular method. The third lens in the iPhone will enable extraordinary zooming capabilities due to its longer focal length. It will enable optical zoom that will give DSLR-like effects to images. Users can magnify an object without a reduction in quality or a blurry effect, unquote. Now, here is where some of the rumors on the triple camera diverge. Many are saying it will be part of the 2019 iPhone lineup for at least one iPhone. Others are saying the new 10 plus size 
iPhone 2018 version, we'll get it. Per the iPhone 2018 versions, one thing that seems to have been consistent in the rumor mill since November is that in 2018, there would be three different new iPhones, a 5.8-inch OLED upgrade to the iPhone 10. Let's call it the 10s, not to be confused with the Sport 10s. There would be a new 6.5-inch OLED 10s Plus iPhone. This is the new top of the line and moves into the alpha spot for pricing and would be at the same price as the iPhone 10 is now starting at 999. The iPhone XS, by the way, would then start at $899. Then the third version would be a 6.1-inch LCD iPhone. This would be the lower-cost version of the three. Let's just call it the iPhone 9, and it would be meant to be an upgrade from the iPhone 8. It might have the A12 processor, or it might have the A11 processor. Some benchmark test results have surfaced for a new iPhone and that kind of leans toward it being an, uh, an A11 processor in the iPhone 9. All three would be sans the home button and use Face ID to unlock. All would be like the iPhone 10 edge-to-edge -edge with ears at the top, or call it a notch if you're one of those half-to-empty type personalities. While minor details have changed since November, the major ones Screen sizes and edge-to-edge -edge have not. Per the iPhone XS at 6 Plus, that is the 6.5-inch version, this is one I have felt was coming ever since I received my iPhone X and opened the Mail app and I turned it 90 degrees and wah, 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 realized it did not split the screen like the iPhone Plus series do. And that meant to me that the iPhone X was really an upgrade to the 6 and 7 series not an upgrade to the 6 Plus and 7 Plus series. This year, I think all of you that stayed at the 7 Plus or 6S Plus phones and did not upgrade will be very happy you waited because the 10S Plus will be the phone you are looking for. Just slightly larger on the outside, but significantly more real estate on the inside, kind of like the TARDIS of iPhones. And hopefully, 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 Apple will give it enhanced split-screen features, bringing it closer to iPad functionality in that respect. Other rumors have the new iPhone XS and XS Plus both having 4 gigs of RAM and using 128 kilobyte L1 instruction and data cache. This would be an upgrade from the uh, 4X from the current 32 gigabyte L1 caches and would result in faster all-around performance. The A11 iPhones already are faster than the comp, going to the A12 processor, which at a min would be the 10s and the 10s Plus. We would really destroy the comp in all those benchmark tests. And some benchmark tests show an A11 chipped new iPhone with L1 cache of 128K, and that did improve test results. That unit also had 4 gig of RAM, and likely is the iPhone 9. There would be a slight bump up in processor speed to 2.5 gig, but battery efficiency would be even better with the A12. And for the 10s Plus, battery life would be better than the 8 Plus, with battery life going to at least 25 hours of talk time versus the current 21 hours of talk time. I'd speculated in the presentation I did recently uh, to the KFS that it would go to 30 hours of talk time, but I'm rethinking that as the screen is getting larger, 
but the space for the battery is really not versus the 8 Plus. So let's go with 25 hours of talk time as a min for the 10s Plus. So looking at all of these items and the addition of the new iPhone SE 2, which is overdue, I see the iPhones for sale, the lineup looking like this come the fall. An SE 2, a 7, 7 Plus, an 8, an 8 Plus, a 9, an XS, and an XS Plus. Okay, I'm sure Apple doesn't want me to call it XS and XS Plus. Let's just call it the 10s and the 10s Plus again. Okay, with intro being 349 pricing for the SE 2, uh, and 449 for the 7, 549 for the 7 Plus, 599 for the 8, 699 for the 8 Plus, 799 for the 9, 899 for the 10s, and 999 for the 10s Plus. The SE2, the 7, and the 7 Plus would come in at 32 gig on the low and 128 gig on the high versions. Uh, the rest would be 64 gig of RAM uh, storage and 256 gig of storage for the top, the bottom and top versions. There'd be a $100 adder for the 128 gig versions and a $150 adder for the 256 gig versions. When you look at that new pricing matrix for 2018, it makes a lot more sense and fills in a gap that is in the current pricing matrix between the 8 Plus and the 10 pricing. I put up a blog post at todayinios.com, which is in between episodes 466 and 467, which shows both the pricing matrix I just mentioned for the fall of 2018 versus the fall 2017 pricing. When you see the new pricing matrix for the fall 2018, you'll see it makes a lot more sense and flows better and looks better than the current pricing matrix. Does that mean it is what Apple will do? No, not at all. But it sure makes sense. And I would guess more than a few blog posts out there will pick up on this and do their own, quote, inside sources told them posts in the next few weeks. And once again, when you look at the rumors out there on what will be released and think about pricing, it does all make kind of sense. And speaking of making sense, let's look at when the iPhone event will be in the fall. Well, September, of course, and uh, it'll be early in September, which technically is summer, but I digress. Last year, it was on Tuesday, September 12th. So let's say an inside source with knowledge of the event that does not want to be named told us this year it'll be September 11th. Well, except September 11th is a bad date for a lot of reasons, PR-wise. And it is also the day after Rosh Hashanah. So let's say the said source actually said Wednesday, September 12th. And pre-orders starting on 12.01 a.m. Friday, September 14th. With the new iPhones launching and being delivered on sep Friday, September 21st. So there you go. September 12th event. Pre-order September 14th at 12.01 a.m. And launch September 21st for the new iPhones. This all according to a person in the know, codenamed Apple Calendar, or AC for short. A couple uh, more rumors here to add in, and this is for the 2018 iPhones. The iPhones would come in new colors. The 10s and the 10s Plus would come in black, white, and a new over-the-top gold. And the iPhone 9 would come in space gray, white, blue, red, and orange. Yeah, okay. Don't get that orange part. Some other rumors out there say the iPhone 9 would actually be an OLED design. Uh, I think the rumors about it being LCD and being lower priced than the 10s make more sense. But more than a few people are saying all iPhones released in 2018 will be OLED. And I guess that means the SE2 
as well? Maybe, kinda, sorta, huh? Jay Kwan, an analyst at JP Morgan, he tried to throw cold water on this rumor, saying it's too early for all new iPhones to be OLED, and that would not happen until 2019. So yeah, there's that. I'm sticking with what I said earlier. OLED for the 10s and the 10s Plus models only. The iPhone 9 would be LCD, as would the SE2. Kim from Jailamar again. So Michael asked uh, what AR kit features the blind are interested in. What do you think? Uh, I'm blind and I'm just not oh, really interested in any of them. Mm. Sorry. They mm. may be on there. But it's a yawn fest. <laughs> that and Animojis. Big deal. Yay. I mean, unless they can somehow create something that will, like a camera that will give us like a 3D image of something, or, I don't know, maybe like a, I don't know, iPhone that does 3D printing would be pretty cool. <laughs> but other than that, it really, I just don't understand the whole AR kit thing. And that measure app, that's nice. I mean, what are you supposed to do with that? Just <laughs> run your finger, run your, um, finger along the phone to measure something? How exactly does that work anyway? Okay, I'm done writing. <laughs> um, anyway, that's, that's my thoughts on the whole AR kit thing. Big deal. Okay, I'll uh, talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Kim, thanks for your feedback. And hey, don't dish the measure app so much. I heard that Apple's going to allow third-party integration. I hear the Apple folks are working really close with the folks at Tinder to integrate it into their app. And with that, into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. I just got an iPhone X and really like it. However, I'm having trouble with the gestures for a home, app switcher, and unlocking the phone. Temporarily, i needing to use assistive touch. I don't like that because it moves around. I was wondering if you could do a podcast dedicated to tips for iPhone X users who you also use voiceover regards JD. Well, JD, what I'll do is I'm going to send a call out. If you are on an iPhone 10 and you are using voiceover, give us a call or record and, and send in a segment of how you're using it, what tips and tricks you have for using the iPhone 10 and voiceover. As always, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. And we'll do a whole big segment on covering that. And if it's enough feedback, yeah, I'll do a special episode for that as well. Hi, Rob. A few episodes ago, you mentioned you had hoped Apple would open up access to NFC. I stayed at a Marriott in Washington, D.C. a few weeks ago and used my iPhone 8 to unlock my room. In fact, I didn't even have to check in physically at the desk. I just used the Marriott app to check in and receive my room assignment. I don't know if this was using NFC, whatever it was. It was great. Regards, Stu in Minneapolis. Stu, I received an email actually from Marriott today about my trip next week to Philly. And the email said, make your iPhone your key. Here's how. One, download the app and sign in or join Marriott Rewards. Two, check in for your upcoming stay. Three, select mobile key to unlock your door with your phone. We had reported in the past about select partners being given access, and Marriott is obviously a select partner. Guess some VIPs at Apple must stay at Marriott's and wanted to use their phones as a key. It's good to know someone. Can you stop time? Every time I tried it, Eliza and Hal kept fading from the photos. 
Can you stop time? I will, once I get back from the future. Can you stop time? I just got back from the future. Can you stop time? The future is now. No, now, no, now. Can you stop time? I only break the space time continuum on Wednesday. Can you stop time? Time won't let me. Can you stop time? I'll tell you yesterday. Thanks again to Casper for their support of TII. If you go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII, all lowercase, you will save $50 off a mattress shipped right to your door. Again, go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. The feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else. An app, a product review, good or bad, as long as it's iOS-related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature that you created on an iOS device, Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on an iOS device to play on the show. This is your show, and your feedback is greatly desired. Also, don't forget to check out the moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. Quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook, indicating you are the dev or the author in that. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Finally, check out the TII app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It is fully voiceover friendly, of course. Please go right now and download the TII app or get the update. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for TII.